Hey beauties, welcome to the Clean Beauty Podcast. Did you know that unlike most everything else in America, cosmetics are not regulated? This means that corporations can use thousands of potentially harmful ingredients that I personally know can cause health problems. I'm your host, Cassandra McClure. I've been in the beauty business for over 10 years as a celebrity makeup artist that advocates for safer and more sustainable cosmetics. Join me each week for important news, exclusive interviews, and more on the clean beauty revolution. Today, I want to talk about Lash Binder. How Lash Binder came to me, for me, and how it's developed. And I want to take it way back to when I was just a young teenager. I struggled big time when it came to lashes and I really did not put them on very well. I would get glue on my fingers. I would drop the lashes. Sometimes I would lose them and I would never find the other one. Like I don't know where they would go. (laughs) I also struggled with putting them on because I always had nails. To this day, I have manicured did like totally long nails. I've had acrylics since I was like 13. Always just, I don't know, for me, the strength of them, I just love it. And it's just part of who I am. So it wasn't easy. I've poked myself in the eye with with tweezers and other sharp objects putting lashes on. And I've also glued my bottom lashes to my top lashes with glue. And I always sort of went back to duo, but it didn't always make my eyes feel good because I have a sensitivity to latex. But anyways, that's another story. So what I'm trying to get at is I had always had it in my mind from 15, 16, 17, up until now, that there should be an easier way to apply lashes. And going on through the years, it stunned me that there was nothing to apply lashes easier. So uh, the closest that I've ever seen is a tool that kind of looks like tweezers, but it has rounded edges and like just holds the lash. But you still have to kind of do more than one thing at the same time. You have to kind of hold the lash inside the device with your fingers kind of like holding it down and then release. And it's a lot to kind of do. And it's hard for the average person who might not wear lashes very often because they tried a few times and they failed and people don't like doing things that they can't do easily and quickly. Um, And no one likes being frustrated. So a lot of people just go without lashes. I went without lashes for a very long time. And I perfected my skills as a professional makeup artist. I got really good at putting lashes on, of course, because I was putting them on every single client every day. And I also felt like I needed to wear lashes out because lashes transform a face. I truly believe that. And if I'm running out the door, I would rather put on 
a swipe of lip gloss, maybe a touch of concealer, and a little bit of mascara. If not that, then lashes or both. And for me, that takes about a minute. And I've always just loved when my lashes are are out and they feel glam. Like I always feel put together when I have lashes on. I feel a little bit I kind of feel like I put on like red lipstick or when some people put on high heels, like you just feel a little bit, I don't know, like a woman. I don't know. It just makes me feel really good. Like I've always loved lashes. So I had no choice, but I always, always, always wished that there was a better way. Now, a few years ago, I went on tour with the European tour and Every couple months, I was looking online to find new devices to use for a lash application. And I've always looked this up. I've looked up lash tools, lash applicators, whatever. And nothing, I never found anything. But a few years ago, I found this little device from China. And I was like, no, there's no way that this this works. So I got it and I just, I I received it and I was like, Oh, this is what I've been looking for forever. Like, I, I, I can't believe it's it's out. And I, I was starting to freak out. Like, okay, this is going to be the the next big thing. Like, this is going to be everywhere. But no one understood it. I like, it, and it didn't catch on in the U.S. It was a very Chinese thing, and I, I think there was a lot of people that struggled with uh, their eye uh, lid over in that part of the world, like. Um, their lid kind of comes over their lashes a little bit. And so I think that the device was developed to kind of help put the lashes on a little bit easier. But I actually found it very useful myself. And so I kind of just forgot about it. I didn't do anything about it. I just kind of used it. I put it in my purse and I used it all the time. And I started using it on clients. And every single client that I used it on asked me where I got it. And I said, well, just got it from China. <laughs> and it was embarrassing because it was not the cutest thing. It would it, it looked like I had made it. It wasn't it wasn't beautiful. It wasn't high tech. It wasn't anything special. It was just a little uh clip that you kind of use to apply the lashes and uh I I held on to that in the back of my mind and I always thought, you know, like one day it would be cool if I could create my own one of these and put my own spin on it. So I was hired as a makeup artist to go to something called Brand Camp. It was up in the Napa Sonoma area during that retreat. It was a retreat and I was hired to do makeup on like 10 women or so. And throughout the weekend, I had used the, the device just like I have on all my clients over the years. And we had a workshop, like an intensive workshop that we all took. And we talked about something that we either had manifested a business idea that we wanted to work on or like kind of like a dream, right? So... I went into this workshop with like six other women. They broke up into two groups and I had Rebecca Caffiero and um, Molly. I had a couple different people in the group that I kind of knew, but I knew Rebecca. She's the one who specifically invited me. And I went into the workshop and they were like, okay, so like, you know, your turn. What do you want to do? I had written down two things. 
One was the podcast. Okay. <laughs> the other one was Lash Binder. And I didn't know the name yet, but I showed them the device and I said, look, this is just crazy and kind of dumb. So I have another thing we can talk about. And then they were like, no, 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 no. What is that? And so I showed them and they're like, yeah, yeah. I saw you using that on all the girls this weekend. It became a thing. And that moment I knew like that I had been sitting on this gold mine. To me, that's what it, what it, what it was. And I just told them my story and then I explained why I wanted to do it, who I wanted to do it for, and why and how I was going to give back doing it. And they were just like, whoa, you have to do this. So I got an accountability partner and we followed up after a week and then another week. And by two weeks, I had my plan together. I had reached out to manufacturers in in China. I had put together a business plan. I was ready to go. And I have to grab my notebook to know the exact date. I think it was in September. But anyways, let me just go into my idea behind why I wanted to do Lash Binder. First of all, as make as a makeup artist, it's pretty unsanitary touching someone else's lashes by the time you're applying lashes on someone. So usually when you're doing makeup, you do foundation, concealer, eyeshadow, their brows, their lips, their blush, you know, setting spray, all this stuff. And then you put lashes on kind of like right at the end. By that time, your hands, you know, can be kind of dirty if you had used lotion or uh, things like that. And so it can kind of mess with the lashes a little bit. And the second part is a lot of, uh, I have done it and a lot of other artists use a sharp tool, like I mentioned, and that kind of freaks clients out. It's, it doesn't make anyone feel good. It's, it's a very nerve wracking thing to be putting something very sharp near someone else's eyeball, especially when they're not used to wearing lashes. I always thought ugh, if I could have something that was not metal, that was maybe silicone or plastic, that would be much safer and have rounded edges versus a sharp point that's that's very sharp, um, it, w- it would work much better. I explained that side of things, that having a sanitary, clean tool that you could apply as a makeup artist every time very easily to put the clients at ease and to also not drop the lashes uh, or be adjusting them too long. Like so many clients' eyes are sensitive and they don't like their eyes being poked at. And a lot of times, you know, if the, the corners are lifting or you have lashes kind of in one corner of their eye and and their eyes start to water and then the glue goes everywhere. It just becomes a mess. And a lot of times it can cost us a lot of time. And when we're working a wedding, that time can cut into the bride's time, which is never good. So I wanted to develop a tool for artists. And I also wanted to give back to them because as a struggling artist, most of my life, I felt like A lot of brands and companies out there didn't do a lot for me. I had to apply for pro programs 
And once I got approved, I would either pay a monthly or yearly subscription fee, whether I was a professional or not. I had gone to beauty school and companies like Mac charge you a yearly fee to even get the professional 25 or 30% discount. And then other companies like Makeup Forever will give you a discount, but only at their pro stores. And you can't use any of these in Sephora. So think about that if you're in middle America or anywhere not near like LA or San Francisco or a major city where let's say Makeup Forever or Mac is, you are stuck going to Sephora and even Sephora is a trek to get to. And nowadays there is makeup available online, but you don't get the discounts there usually unless you're buying straight from the store and you know exactly what you need. But Part of the joy of being a makeup artist is going in and playing with the makeup and finding your colors and, you know, swatching the new shades and doing all of that. And so I thought it's not fair that there are so many brands that I use, that I recommend, that I love, that don't give back to artists at all. Or they say that their, their program is full quote unquote, or that they aren't accepting new applicants and that they only are very selective on who can have access to their, you know, 15 or 20% off code. I always felt that that was wrong because makeup artists work so hard. We don't have a 401k and like a life savings plan, like, you know, most other corporate jobs do, or, you know, as freelancers, we work super hard. We pay so much more to be professional business owners with, you know, LLCs or whatever it is. And I just always felt that these really big corporations, this billion dollar industry, you know, should have some, some thought on who is influencing their, the products. And so that's a whole nother story, but I just felt that, if I could have a product, I would want, especially designed for artists and women, that it would give back and it would be a simple way to give back. It'd be a very straightforward way of giving back and it would be either monthly or weekly. And so I decided to develop a program that it's buy five, get five or five for five, whatever you want to call it. But basically, if you use an artist code to introduce you to this product, you get $5 off and they also get $5 in their bank account, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but most brands don't do that, especially, um, you know, for a $30 product. So at the end of the day, we, as Lash Binder, um, only make 20 because we get $5 off for you and $5, $5 off, $5 to them, to the artist, because it's a very, I wanted to keep it a community where, you know, we're not spending hundreds or thousands or millions of dollars on advertising. I wanted it to be a story told person to person. And I want the artist to be able to love the product enough to share it. And the client ask where they got the product. Just like I was asked when I was using my version a few years ago. And so I thought, you know, if these other artists are going to duplicate this, let me give every artist that I can find one of these binders absolutely free. I want to send them a press kit. I want to send them a package of product and just give them 
the product. And if they never sell one in their life, that's totally fine. If they want to take advantage of it, it will empower them to there so many artists nowadays are social media influencers so many are youtube stars so many work big events and they take nothing home at the end of the day if they get a tip they're very lucky when you're working a wedding and you're you're doing 10 makeup makeups in a in a day it just feels nice to know that you're potentially setting yourself up to make money later that day or the next day or the next week when that person orders from your website. If you have a product to sell, if you have something to make a residual on, that just feels really good as a freelance artist. And doing this for 10 years, I know how it feels. And I know that it's taken me a long time to save up to be able to develop something. And I want the same thing for other artists. I want the same success for other makeup artists in this industry. And I want them to all formulate and and create their ideas. There's a lot of needs in this industry. You know, there hasn't been a law passed in the cosmetics industry since 1938. So I feel like that is a great example of just our industry being stuck in the past. Yes, there's always a new gloss and there's always a new shadow and there's always a new shade of this or that. Um, but what what you look at when you see palettes and, and brushes, makeup brushes and the artistry palettes, paw palette actually didn't come out until a few years ago. And that was one of my original ideas as well. And I'm so glad that that was brought to light by an artist who was just like me, who saw a need in the industry and who wanted a cleaner alternative to putting makeup on the back of her hand or his hand. Traditionally, we're working with an old school spatula and a metal sheet that we hold with our mixtures on it. And a lot of artists will do it on the back of their hands, but it's very dirty. It gets on our clothes. It gets on the client. We drip it on the floor. And so someone developed a little palette that you can wear on your hand. And I've been wearing it for years. And again, it's one of those things that people always ask, where did you get that? Artists all over have never even heard of it because it just wasn't marketed great enough. And I hope to do something very similar. I have a lot of uh, ideas for soon developing, redeveloping and improving that product as well. And so that is um, another great example to, you know, I, I want this industry, you know, this industry is very tough. Being a makeup artist is hard. And if any little way to make it a little easier for us, I feel like you know, there's someone out there that should be doing that. And I know that there's a lot of fear that I had that probably other people have about giving their ideas to a major big company. Um, you know, it's kind of like, I'm a little guy. If I tell them this great idea, won't they just steal it? And yeah, you're right. Um, but big companies move slow and we can move fast. And if we are just known to be the first one to do something and you patent, trademark, do all the things right, you can own something and you can own a hero product. If you have an idea, I highly uh, encourage you to to live your dream and actually do it because you only live once. And so that gets me in to the second part of Lash Binder and why I developed it. And that is for 
you, for every woman out there that isn't an artist who doesn't struggle, every woman loves lashes. A lot of them feel like they can't wear them. They've struggled or they've tried putting them on and it just didn't work for them. Because as a consumer, as a makeup lover or wearer, or even if you don't like makeup and you're more of a gym person and you're getting semi-permanent eyelash extensions, you know, those are damaging, especially long-term. You lose your lashes and now you're even more insecure. You're even more at a loss because you're spending hours in the salon getting your lashes done. You're spending hundreds of dollars a week getting them done. And Lash Binder is a great simple solution. It's a one-touch solution to applying lashes. In my mind, I always knew that uh, using this product on myself as well as helping with artists to use it on others, that's why it was going to be massively successful. And because anyone can use it and you don't have to be a skilled makeup artist. You don't need years of experience. You don't need to try 10 times. You get it on the first try. You watch the video. You listen to the instructions. It's very simple. And uh, it's really funny because I had a couple of girlfriends um, this past year at Wedding MBA. And I had been doing research, market research with the product for over a year. I usually told the my friend or my client how to use it, and then they would go ahead, proceed to use it. But in uh, Las Vegas, I decided that my friend Miranda and Gina, I would give them the the lash binder without telling them any way to use it. Just get, handed it to them and said, just if you just got this, what would how would you use it? And both of them did pretty well. Miranda had never applied lashes on herself in her life. She said that she did not believe that she was going to be able to do it. So I corrected her and I told her, you need to speak into the universe that you are going to do it. And so she did. And she proceeded and put on lashes the first time. And I have it on video. She did it and it was very, and she looked down into the mirror and tilted her head back. And she was able to apply the, bi the binder quickly and easily. She was stunned. She's like, that's it. That was her, her quote. She's like, that's it? And I was like, yeah, that's it. She did it. And I knew then that was another defining moment for me. I was like, okay, even if someone doesn't see the video, I was in Bermuda with my fiance and I had just paid for my first 3,000 pieces of Lash Binder. It was such a celebratory moment in my life that I had not only paid for these, but I also designed them and developed them, came up with the name and decided to bring this thing to market. My fiance and I both share the same birthday, December 30th. Um, and, and for me, it was just an amazing day to sign a contract. We started designing the box. We picked simple colors, black and white. We created a foam insert to hold the binder securely inside the box. And we came up with a very simple logo. And we went through a slew of different name options and changed it quite frequently until we came up with Lash Binder. 
I started an Instagram and it grew from 500 to 1,000 to 1,500 and so on before I even posted. I had just told friends, some family about it and created a few highlight reels. I secured the website, lashbinder.com. I built a Shopify myself and I decided that launching a podcast wouldn't hurt either. It was one of my other dreams, one of the other things that I had been manifesting for a very long time. And I just said, you know, 2019 is going to be my year. I'm going to go after all the things that scare me, all the things that I feel like if I fail at, I'm going to be a failure. And I hadn't been looking at it like if I fail, I can get back up and try again. I was just looking at it like if I fail, then this is it. That'll be it. And it's just simply not true. You fail and learn, and then you try something else. And I felt like I had nothing to lose and I had everything to gain. And I really wanted to invest in this product, in my dream, and in my vision. And today <laughs> it came to light. It happened. So after Nathan and I were in Bermuda and January started to happen, I said, what else can I do to, I don't know how to launch a product. Like, what do I do now? Like, now that I know I want to do this and we have this website and I have all this money invested, how do I launch a product? So what I did was start looking at what other people did and started thinking about a strategy. So I decided that I wanted to highlight artists and give back to them and send them the binder when it became available. So I created a list. I started gathering dozens and then hundreds of different artists from around the world, as well as PR agencies and different magazine editors. And I really started to look at who we wanted this product to go in the hands of and who was important and who was influencing the industry and also who was already like super into lashes. So I started looking on Instagram, finding inspirational different artists that really loved lashes to begin with. And I I really wanted their feedback. I want to know what how this was going to be perceived by them. I knew that as a new business owner, I was going to have to pull back from my other businesses, from being a makeup artist almost full-time and also managing a team. So I had to scale back from all of that to give myself some more time. I also pulled back from styled shoots. Uh, and even as a leader at Rising Tide, I had to get a co-leader and a few other people to help out with some of the monthly duties because I really had to put full focus in on this if I wanted it to succeed. The first thing I did was really go to Beauty X. That was one of the big, another defining moment type thing that I did, but the moment was like three days long. But I was in um, LA at Beauty X Summit. I got to meet lots of editors. I got to listen to other podcasters. And I got to listen to a lot of women in the audience uh, that I sat with at lunch and over the week that I got to talk to about having a product and launching a product and what they did and what they recommended and what they didn't recommend. And it was like a lot of information, a lot of research, but a lot of new contacts and a lot of new friends. So it was really beneficial 
for me to go, be in that environment, see, you know, how different companies did things, how different founders did things, and decide if I want to have a co-founder or not, have an investor or not. And at the end of the day, I decided I wanted to do it all on my own. I wanted to have a partner, which is my fiance. He agreed and we decided we needed to have board meetings every week. So we do that every Sunday. And it's a lot of boring stuff, actually. I won't bore you with all the details, but it's a lot of logistics, a lot of planning and a lot of different terms that I had to learn. But um, I will say that there were a lot of things I looked at and I said, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, I don't want to. And quite frankly, I don't, I, I just, I can't. And my fiance pushed me every single time. And, you know, without him, I just, I, I wouldn't get to, I wouldn't be here with Lashbinder because, you know, Every time I was like, I want to outsource, I want to hire someone else, he pushed me to do it myself, even with the design, even with the logo, even with the manufacturing, even with ship shipping. You know, I was like, no, let me just get a drop ship. It'll just send it to a fact, send it somewhere, and then they can do it for me. It's like, no, this is your baby. You need to know how to do every step. It's just like you can't just own a restaurant without like being a waiter, right? It's starting from the bottom and doing everything very hands-on. But after a couple months, I was like, you know what? I like this feeling. I like being in control. I like knowing what's going on um, because stuff happens. People drop out. People drop the ball. People say that they're going to help you and they don't. And so you have to take over. And I learned real fast that I would, again, not be here if I wouldn't know every little thing that's going on, every single dollar that has to be accounted for, every account, every, you know, making spreadsheets and doing again, all that boring stuff, <laughs> the numbers. I mean, thank God for my fiance. He's a numbers guy it came to light. It happened. Our our shoot happened today. We had our product shoot and I had 19 women there from all these creatives that I had been working with over the past three years. So Sarah Dubon, she has a floral company. She is an amazing florist. And I just want to say thank you to her because she provided two flower crowns for us for the shoot for the models. And she has blown me away every single time she's ever brought in florals to my home. She has been such an inspiration to me. Her, her florals have always been gorgeous and they are the freshest flowers that I literally have ever had. Sometimes her flowers last me three weeks. And I just have to say, she is one talented woman. If you're in San Jose or getting married in the Bay Area, call her Dubon Floral Designs. She's awesome. We also um, had the pleasure of working at Blink Creative Studio. It's a studio in Santa Clara. And it's like an agency where you can go in and shoot. And so we set up our shoot in there and we shot for like almost eight hours today. It was amazing. We had a creative director, uh, which was me, and a project manager, uh, Sai Sarin, and she 
is amazing. She is one of the best art directors I know. She created these beautiful templates and uh, shot lists and everyone was just loving her. And we had two photographers, Natalie, uh, Nat Von Photo. She is amazing. And we also had Ashley Wacker. She was the second shooter, but her and Natalie worked together to capture all of the models. And then we had our amazing videographer, uh, Zara Habibi Photography. Uh, jeweler. We had Soko. So they uh, design in San Francisco and but are handcrafted in Kenya. And I had bought one of their rings a few, uh, maybe a year or two ago. And I had always stayed following their Instagram and just loved all their pieces. And I reached out and I said, Hey, would you guys like to work on this with me? And they're like, yeah, we believe in you. Here you go. And they, um, lent us some beautiful jewelry. And I also got in touch with a local jeweler, Bridget Tritz. She actually, she has this beautiful bohemian inspired jewelry and she hand makes everything. The, these like are little dainty pieces, whereas Soko is more of like, kind of bigger, bulkier pieces. And so we started with the lighter stuff. And then as the shoot progressed, we did like an edgier, darker, heavier makeup look with um, the jewelry. And so it was really, really cool. We had Lindsay Regan who did calligraphy for us. And then we had hair and makeup artists, um, Make Up Your Reality um, and Arena. Sophia and Cassie. They are all amazing makeup artists on my team and have their own businesses as well. And I was just so blessed to have all of them there styling the models the entire time. We had four models, Jessica, Nathania, Brittany, and Angelique. They were just beautiful. And I was blown away by how well they worked together. It was it was such a empowering day for all of us because with almost 20 women in one room, you know, working towards one common goal, you know, it just felt magical. We also had desserts by Elaine. She has been baking and making cakes for over 10 years and she created these beautiful little cupcakes, cookies and macaroons with little lashes on them absolutely gorgeous. Please check out my Instagram to see some of those on my highlight reel for Lash Binder and go follow Lash Binder, L-A-S-H-B-I-N-D-E-R. Shameless plug, but you guys, come on. This is what this episode is all about. It's all about a lash tool that actually works, that's clean, sustainable, and beautiful. Most of all, it's a beautiful white binder and it is so sustainable. It'll last you a lifetime. My goal, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to spread my belief out into the universe. I always said 1 million lash binders. That's one of our first targets. And I highly believe and believe in lash binder and myself and my wonderful fiance that that'll be something we are going to achieve. It's it's going to be soon. I don't want to say how soon, but I I believe every woman should own one. 
you know, and a, and a million is actually a small number when you're talking nationwide or worldwide, even statewide. And so I feel that Lashbinder will spread like wildfire. And once you try it, once you know about it, it's something that you don't want to not have. It's something you can't unknow. It's something that is crucial in your makeup bag, whether you don't even have a makeup bag or you have a makeup kit, because this is the next best thing since the beauty blender. Let's be real. Makeup eraser is also amazing. That was a great innovative product. But there are a couple cult products that we all know and love, and this is that that one. This is the next one. And so thank you guys for tuning into this episode and going on this journey with me. I'm super excited for what the future will bring. If you'd like a lash binder, go ahead and reach out and uh, I'll send you a link for our affiliate program. <laughs> Talk to you guys soon. Love you all. So that's it for this week's episode on the Clean Beauty Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to head over to iTunes to review, rate, and subscribe to the channel. Until next week, stay beautiful.